Hello and welcome to the Teenagers in American podcast. And we are back yet for another episode um, and on the new season uh, where we're talking about the gospel. And uh, we've, we've done uh, a couple episodes so far. Uh, the last episode, I believe, was on the significance of sin and ultimately why we need saving. And so uh, I feel like it was a pretty good episode. We, we dove into some pretty deep uh, discussion there. And uh, today we are going to talk about repentance and the hope we have in Christ. And so um, this may be a little bit of a longer episode, just simply because uh, these uh, de- these ideas are there's a lot to them. There's a lot to really discuss. And so um, I think starting out, uh, the, like I said, the last episode we we touched on sin and how significant it is in our in our lives and how ultimately how we as people, we are born into sin, um, and we are in rebellion against him, uh, against God, and we are continually living for ourselves. We're in a, a, living our life in sin, and our hearts are hardened toward, uh, toward God. And so now, um, you know, the, the real question is, okay, well, why do we need saving? You know, we're talking about the gospel, and we're trying to, to give a clear presentation of it. Okay, but so why do we need saving? And we went on the last, last episode and talked about um, how evil we are as people, how we have broken uh, God's laws, and how we have uh, sinned against him. And so because of that, we now um, are, as I've said, uh, in rebellion against him. And so we need saving and we, we and that's why Christ ultimately died. He died to save his people, to give us a way of salvation. And when I say his people, I mean the elect. And it's very clear in Scripture that, that not every single person will be saved. Um, and so eventually we'll get on uh, in the next couple episodes. We'll get on to some of the kind of false presentations of the gospel or uh, different gospels that are given that are somewhat biblical, but they aren't completely biblically accurate. And then um, we'll also talk about some kind of false ideas that people have about uh, the gospel itself. And that'll be an interesting episode because some of that stuff can kind of be um, interesting to talk about just because you kind of have to break down in your mind how it's wrong and biblically why it's wrong. So it'll be pretty interesting to do. So definitely keep an eye on it for that. Um, But so going back to what the topic is for today. um, So we... Like I said, we're focusing on repentance, and we'll start out with that first, because repentance is a very key thing when uh, we talk about the gospel. It's a very key component, and so, like I said, we've talked about sin, talked about our significance. So now, what do I do with that? I know I'm a sinner. I understand that I have um, rebelled against God. I'm I am uh, separated from Him, and um, so now then the idea of repentance is, and if you look at the biblical definition of it, um, it's the ultimately to turning away from. The the act of repentance is turning away from. And actually in Acts uh, 3, 19-20, we see it says, Repent therefore and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the, uh, the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. And so this, it even kind of states it right there, Repent therefore and turn back, uh, that your sins may be blotted out. So you see the the action uh, there is, it says to repent. And to turn from, so not just seeing your sin and, okay, what do I do? But it's the action of turning from it, running from it, you know, getting away from sin, uh, and so ultimately asking for forgiveness as well. So that there's the idea ultimately of seeing your sin, 
and asking for forgiveness and turning from it. So it's not just asking for forgiveness and then going, okay, well now, you know, what do I do? It's turning from it. Having no now the desire to not just continue in sin, but to run away from those sins that that have uh, we have been in bondage to. Because when we're saved, we are no longer in bondage to sin. So now we have the desire to to live a life for uh, the Lord. We have a, a, a desire to live um, and fulfill His will. And so now that that desire to sin isn't there. Obviously, we will sin because we are still living in uh, our, our fleshly bodies. We still are um, still sinners, ultimately. But we now no longer have the desire to sin. So just starting out to get us going here, uh, the, the idea of repentance is to turn from. And so that's very key. So it's, it's uh, I think this will be an interesting discussion today. So what are your guys' first thoughts on this as we... Yeah, um, I agree with what uh, you were saying and how um, repentance uh, really is the act of um, turning away from this sin. And, uh, well, it will never be perfect, uh, this side of heaven, uh, for Christians, but we do realize that there is a difference between right and wrong. Um, we know that there's a Savior who gave us the Holy Spirit to then figure out and see uh, which areas need work. Um, kind of like a light in the darkness, because sin can be dark and we don't know exactly. Uh, it's there sometimes, that sometimes we do, and the Holy Spirit can help point it out or convict us that we need to change it. And um, when you repent, it's turning away from it and going the opposite direction. But there's temptation and there's uh, issues in our lives that maybe turn us back to that uh, issue, whether it may be. Uh, whatever it may be, um, and we sometimes go back to it because, as Aiden said, uh, we'll never be perfect, um, and we'll always have the fleshly desire, desire um, because there's a battle going on internally between uh, Jesus and the enemy, uh, and sometimes we go to the enemy's side or God's side, and we have to decide each time, uh, but the more you repent, uh, the better your life will be and the closer you will be to perfection but we'll never get to complete perfection uh, until we get to heaven and uh, I think that's important to remember that no one's perfect in this t uh, side of heaven uh, so we should expect that but we should also uh, strive and keep going to uh, the point uh, that we notice our sins repent from the sins and they keep going in the opposite direction uh, and they'll be nuisance or things that you just figure out about and uh, repenting from all that uh, is important because it's what God calls us to do uh, and having because God is our savior if you're a Christian he will uh, through the Holy Spirit point out things to you or speak to you or remind you of things and uh, that will help uh, as you go along the spiritual journey uh, through life trying to make sure um, that you don't commit sins, um, and God will help you through it. And like you've been talking about, um, for those of us that are Christians, uh, repentance is a thing that we need to make a regular part of our day, um, just as you would read and pray, read the Bible and pray and things like that. Um, whenever you're being tempted to sin or sinning, you need to um, repent, which is the act of turning around. It's like Eden said, turning away from whatever you were doing getting back to God and then 
um, making changes so that you don't end up falling back into the same trap or susceptibilities that you have, being able to recognize those and being able to um, turn from those things. And um, sometimes those things can be smaller than others. Sometimes they're perpetual sins or things like that where you have to work through it for a longer time with like habits and things like that. Or sometimes they're just a day-to-day thing um, that you need to quickly apologize for doing. And I think um, ultimately our, we are making our um, apology to God um, and praying that he would forgive us of that sin, um, which we know he will if you ask, because what the Bible says and because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross for that sin, um, because he sacrificed himself for all sins, past, future, present. Um, so if you ask, he will forgive you. Um, we have that security and we know that. You just have to be humble. You have to humiliate, uh, humble yourself so that you can um, pray that prayer um, to um, apologize for that sin. And it's also important if you're sinning against uh, or if you're wronging someone through whatever sin you've committed to reconcile that relationship. Um, I think there's some different ways people do that. If it's apologizing that person, asking that person for forgiveness saying the word sorry, something like that. There's different ways of doing it, but the important thing is that your heart's right and that you're going to be working with that person to repair the relationship in whatever way that you may have damaged it or that they're going to be repairing it for whatever that they may have damaged you. So being able to forgive people is also as important as being able to apologize for your own things that you're actually caught in the action of doing. Right, and um, yeah, I like what both of you guys have said, and I think that uh, you guys have made some very uh, great points, and I, I like what John, first of all, when he pointed out about the Holy Spirit uh, continually working in us, because I think that's very key to point out that when we are saved, the Holy Spirit uh, continues to work on us. He continues to help us and guide us, as you said, and so uh, we continually, uh, we should pray, ultimately, as believers, that he would show us our sin, not just well, I know I'm saying, but that it would be shown to us. So not only that we can um, see it and do nothing about it, but rather see it and go, okay, this is something I can fix. And, and then uh, ask for forgiveness for those sins, repent of it, turn from it, and then work on continually uh, getting better at, you know, maybe you have a problem with, uh, I mean, really anything. Like, it could be anything. But you see it. The problem has been pointed out, and so then you go from there to, to uh, continually fixing it, working on, uh, and, the, and it's the, the, really the doctrine of sanctification, continually becoming more like Christ. That uh, you know, ultimately, like John said, we're never going to be perfect, but it's um, seeing our sin and repenting of it, asking for forgiveness, and going on, you know, and continually getting better at um, not, you know, doing the same sins over and over again. And, and, and it can be very hard, especially with um, sins that we've been doing forever that we may have not even realize. You know, like you may be coveting things and you don't even realize you're doing it or it doesn't really register in your mind, but you, you're so used to it that it's a common theme for you to do so. Um, but the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit work in you and, and you can see that that sin can be pointed out to you and then you go from there. Uh, and work on not doing that. 
but so the I but I really like the idea of, of repentance. It's I think it's a I don't really know. Um, I I just I really like the idea of repentance. I'm not really sure why I like it so much, but it really the idea of turning from. I think that that's very key to point out because you hear a lot about asking for forgiveness, and that's very that's a very important aspect of the gospel because um, you're you're you feel convicted over your sin. You feel um, sorrowful that you have sinned and you have rebelled against God, and so therefore the action that uh, that leads from that is asking for forgiveness. So that's a very vital part of the gospel itself. But then turning from it. So there's a, there's a next level to it that it's not just you seeing it and then asking for forgiveness, but then continuing in that sin. Rather, it's turning from it. And I think that kind of that kind of honestly that I don't want to say blows my mind really, but that kind of that connection in my head really it it's nice to see. Like I, I enjoy thinking about that. And so um, I think. The, the idea of repentance is it's it's really cool when I'm um you know I think that but like you said Reagan it's something that we have to continue doing it's not it's not a continue a one-time thing that you know oh, I'm saved now you know I've repented once I'm saved now mm-hmm. and it's a continual thing that you have to continue doing uh with with um in all areas of life because we continue to sin and we have to continue to repent and turn from those sins and ask for forgiveness and so um yeah and like you were uh, saying the the connection between uh, forgiveness and asking forgiveness and then repenting, repenting is like really crucial to that whole sequence um, of realizing your sin, asking forgiveness, and then making a move to actually end that sin. Because we see like in some areas where people just continue to do that sin, they just sin, ask forgiveness, and then do it again at a different time, right? It, the repentance is really where it becomes concrete that you're actually you mean what you were saying when you apologized for that sin, and that really is important and sometimes can be hard to do, but that that's like very crucial, like you were saying. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to also point to because we've been talking about how uh, repentance relates to um, Christians, believers, but I also want to kind of break down how. As a non-Christian, if you are desiring to become a Christian, how that repentance looks and how that turning from your sin looks, and like kind of break that down um, for people. So, what do you guys kind of think on that? Taking it to that other kind of other side of the coin. Uh, it's just um, I was just gonna say that uh, um, it's, I mean. Because they did point it out real quick uh, before I mentioned what Ryan said, but uh, Ada said it was talking about. I mean, he kind of touched on a point so similar to this, and that's. Uh, well, actually, let's take that part out. All right, hold up. And um, I just want to point out that, um, as Aiden said, there's certain sins that you don't see, uh, and then they come to mind, or that you don't uh, really understand that you're doing something, and then you later learn it. And it's helpful to, that's why it's important to read your Bible, one, that points out things that you're doing and shine light, lights into areas uh, that you may or may not have known that are there, or you're trying to stifle, or whatever. And then the other one is accountability partners, people that you trust to tell you the truth about things in your life that need to be changed. And um, it's not easy to, as Dan said, to 
uh, let go of certain things, even if it's uh, something that you've been just doing as a pattern. And after a while, you like have to break that pattern, even though you weren't intentionally trying to make a bad pattern. Or if you're addicted to something and you're trying to break that, that could also be hard. But if you have someone with you the entire time that helps you with it and is encouraging you through it, it's helpful. And so it's really important to have that type of a relationship with someone that will help you see that. Um, and I think that's an important step uh, to this whole thing. And, um, yeah. And uh, it, um, with... Uh, uh, let it go of, not let it go, but a uh, repenting of your sins. It's um, when you're repenting, you have to do it out of the correct heart, right? As Ray said, and that's the heart of I need to reconcile this person, and that's why I'm doing it, not because I was told to or whatever, uh, but because I need to, because I would like this relationship to be stronger and better. And a lot of times, when you ask to forgive someone and you're trying to repair the relationship, it makes the relationship stronger or a step above where it was um, before that just simply because uh, they realize you're a person that realizes their mistakes, repents of the mistakes, and is interested in the relationship. And I think that's an important step, uh, not only for your personal life, but for your life with other people. Um, and that also, when you do this type of thing and you're always looking and showing, and you're showing it, uh, it's say you have an unbeliever friend and you're doing it with them, that kind of ties it to uh, showing Christ to them. And I think that's important as well to think about. Um, definitely, like you were saying, having someone that you can um, help you be accountable to things is great. Um, because, as you know, if you have a Christian accountability partner, the Holy Spirit can work through them to be able to show you different things. So I think those were um, good points you're talking about. So to kind of shift it over to talking about... Uh, what non-believers can do to repent to become Christians, I think we have to kind of talk about a little bit more about um, Christ's sacrifice and what that meant. Um, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit how it was a sacrifice for all people's sin that if you go to God, go to Jesus, that if you say that, you know that you've sinned, you know that you've been wrong, you want to um, become a Christian, um, become a Christ follower, that you would repent of those of having been the wrong way in your life and becoming a Christian. And I know we're going to be talking about kind of in some future episodes breaking down um, the kind of the statement about accepting Christ in your heart and how that kind of works. We'll be kind of talking about that because it's not a great way of describing that, but it's essentially um, recognizing Christ's sacrifice. And I think it actually says in the Bible, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. So if you do that, that would be the equivalent of re repenting from a life of doing the wrong things. And then you can go, once you have the Holy Spirit, begin to work through the sanctification process and anything um, that's deeper rooted sins that you need to take care of um, after that first turn. And kind of talking about that, um, It's really uh, important to understand um, the importance of Christ in the equation for a non-believer to become a Christian, for um, anyone to become a new Christian, how you have to 
um, go through Christ. Because he says he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one is the Father except through him. And that's a verse in John 14. That um, is crucial to the whole thing of becoming a Christian. So what do you guys kind of think on that to kind of build off of that, of those points? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the reality I think is okay. Now I I understand we we've talked about repentance and sin and you know so so what do we do with all that you know what, what where do we build off of that and so um like you said you know Christ is that the hope that we have in Christ is uh is that he died that he died for the sins of his people and um he died to give them a way of salvation and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And he's now seated at the right hand of God the Father, and he is coming back. And that's ultimately the hope that we have as believers. And that's the gospel that we give to unbelievers, the gospel that we present, because it's, I mean, that is the gospel itself, that he died and rose again to give us a way of salvation. To He, he died in our place, even though we should have died, we should be punished, we should be, we should have died that death, he took our place. Um and so that is the gospel itself. That's where, um, that's the hope that we have as people. Um, and so, you know, that that's where you go from there. Okay, so now I, I, I see that I'm a sinner. I repent. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I repent from them. And I, I see, I look at the cross, and I see Christ's death. I put my faith and trust and that he really did die. And that he um, rose again, and he is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. And he is coming back, and that's what you put your faith and trust in. Uh, that's where we have our faith and trust as believers. And so um, that's the call for unbelievers, to repent, to ask for forgiveness of their sins, and to put their faith and trust in what Christ did on the cross. And um, so I really don't think there's that much more to, to speak on Um but yeah, I think that's pretty much the, the a, a sim more simplified uh, version of of kind of a short version, I should say, of, of what you're kind of asking. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more to say. That that's the hope that we have as people, um, and that that hope doesn't just apply to believers only. Um, Jesus died for his people, and he didn't die for every single person. Because if he did die for every single person, then everyone would be saved. Um, but you know. That, that it applies as a universal truth that he did die and he did rise again, but um, only those who uh, God changes their hearts ultimately will be saved. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's really. Yeah, and I think um, we may even try to do something, a separate episode for this, but talking about so you go from having sinning and then coming being coming a christian um and working through the sanctification process um talking about really christ's love for you and talking about those things as a way to get through life until you get to come back because ultimately like you're saying our hope is that we get to be with christ again because once you're a christian this is not going to be where we're going to spend our eternity this is the worst it's going to get for us and it can be hard, and so the thing, like the hope, is that 
will eventually be perfected. Everything will be the way Christ wanted to be. We'll get to be with Christ, we'll have to have that unity with God that was originally um, shared with Adam and Eve before the fall, and everything will be right as God wanted it to be intended, and we'll get to experience the fullness of Him in heaven. That's the hope for the Christian. That's um, what unbelievers um, need to understand is being so good and as a thing that needs to be, that they can use to transform their lives and be able to go through the sanctification process towards that, towards that um, when Christ comes back. So, um, like you said, I think that's kind of covering, like, that's like the full story of what an unbeliever can do. Um, and then also reading, they can read the Bible and try to understand more of the actual crucifixion story and what that deeply means for the Christian's life. Right. And, um, <clears throat> I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a very vital if, if you have any questions ultimately to, um, not only just, um, you know, take it from us, but as Reagan said, you know, definitely dive into scripture, uh, do a little bit of research on it because ultimately you know, we're not the standard by any means of, of for the truth. We are only uh, knowing this because because of what Scripture says. Because of uh, Scripture has very clearly pointed out um, to us the truth, and so our um, responsibility as believers is to share it with all of you. And so um, this is the point of doing this, and why we do it, and that's our ultimate um. Uh, desire is that we get the truth to everyone and so um yeah i mean so pretty much with all that being said do, do any of you guys have anything else to say and then if not i can wrap uh no i think i'm good just reiterating what you said yeah people doing their own research and looking at these things and trying to understand them deeper will be really beneficial for um as a christian your walk and as an unbeliever hopefully um being able to look deeper into your life and as becoming a Christian and that change and what it looks like. So, yeah. I'm good. All right. Well, uh, so let's go ahead and just pray. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you thanking you for this day, and I thank you for allowing us to uh, be able to do this and um, be able to uh, give the gospel, Lord, and, and share the truth that you have so clearly presented to us in Scripture um, and have this platform to be able to do it freely, Lord, and uh, I pray that you would please help us to continue to stay faithful to you and your word, and Lord, I pray that you'd be with anyone who listens to this that isn't saved, that you would, uh, Lord, that you would change their hearts, that you would um, cause them to see their sin, and that they would uh, repent of their sin, Lord, and uh, put their faith and trust in, in what uh, Christ did on the cross, and I pray, Lord, that you would just, um, that you would continue to keep us all safe uh, and no matter where we live no matter where uh, we are in life or that you would continue to, to keep us all healthy and safe and um, I pray that you would continue to bless all of us Lord providing for us uh, food and, and water and uh, different things that we can enjoy in life Lord I thank you for, for giving us all the things you have Lord I pray that you would um, continue to do so and uh, I pray that you would continue to be with our church, of the church, Lord, uh, ultimately overall, that, we, that the church would um, 
stay faithful to you and your word. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with um, uh, all those, the, the false teaching that is in our country, all those who buy into it and believe it. Lord, I pray that you would uh, show or these false teachers their, their sin. They would repent and put their faith and trust in you and in, in the cross, Lord, ultimately, and that uh, you would cause them to see that their their false teaching and the people that they have taught these false teachings to would also see the, the fault in it, Lord. And I pray that you would help us to, once again, continue to stay faithful to you and your word and just bless us all, bless those who listen to this, and keep us all safe. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.